Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. on in the water's fine <laughs> hello everybody providing some more entertainment on a friday afternoon is the show moving to fridays permanently i don't know probably not just that's how life takes you sometimes so i appreciate the patience of everybody here we are on the believe and jayhawks basketball show in the believe podcast network your number one network for professionals we believe in our teams do you believe? I believe that it is really popping off right now all across the country. Crazy time with the NFL, baseball playoffs. I've got one eye on a playoff game right now as I speak to you. Look, college football is in full swing. And, of course, college basketball is breathing hard down the napes of our neck <sighs> like a panther in heat. Here comes college basketball. It's almost here, folks. And hope you enjoyed Late Night in the Fog if you chose to watch last Friday. If you didn't, totally fine. Doesn't make you any less of a fan, or at least I hope that's what you think of me. Look, here's what I want to talk about today. Really quick note on recruiting. Maybe came off a little negative uh, last week about Kansas recruiting and the state of Kansas recruiting. There is news about it and some really good positivity about a class coming in for the next season. I apologize if you hear a lot of background noise. I know I have a really direct mic and I've been told that there's never any background noise, but I also hear sirens here in my home studio. For whatever reason, people decide to use the street near my home. Ooh. I hope you don't hear that as well. I have a video playing in the background. Oh my goodness. That's what happens when you open up these internet pages. (laughs) Good Lord. Technology in the world around us, just just the worst. All right. If you did hear that, I apologize. If you didn't, then sorry that I just paused and was surprised. It was an advertisement for, I don't know, on ESPN.com. Regardless, uh, crazy times out there. All right, enough of that. Like I said, we're going to talk about a little bit of positivity in Kansas recruiting. We're going to talk about sort of the, the national view, what's happening with Kansas out there, what people are saying, what people are feeling. I think you'll find that really interesting. And then I want to sort of do a state of the point guards. Because I'm seeing some notes, I'm seeing some rumors about how Bill Self may use the point guard position this year. And I've got some thoughts, which probably doesn't surprise you, but I am opinionated, (laughs) was one way to put it. Oh, nice play, Alex Bregman. Jeez, basically half a human for the... Houston Astros. Anyways, all right. Yeah, just fielded a line drive and tried to throw it to first base and threw it straight into the ground. God, I hate that team. Cool. Here's where we go. So last week, I was a little disheartened. Here's here's what we said about recruiting. Basically, Kansas had late night in the fog 
this time last week, right? Last Friday. Always an opportunity to host recruits. Always an opportunity to show off your program. And if you remember, the recruits that came to Leighton on the Fog were, one, big-time recruit. Two, guys that had already committed. So you're showcasing and you're trying to convince guys that are already convinced. They're signed up. They're coming to Kansas. And the others were not not necessarily high-level, huge star recruits. And that didn't really sit great with me. I know it's weird times. Maybe recruits don't necessarily want to come in. I don't think that's necessarily the case. But I didn't love it. I thought it was bad optics. And I think a lot of the times, half the battle in recruiting is optics, right? Look at the talent. Look at the guys that are at least interested in our program. And that just wasn't the case. Well, it does take a little bit more of a positive turn this week. I'm seeing guys that previously had decommitted or I should say had taken Kansas off of their lists or actually going to come in and say hello and take official trips. I saw a big hulking center whose name is escaping right now will indeed take a trip to KU. On top of that, an article this week on ESPN Plus, 10 men's college basketball recruits who stood out at McDonald's camp. No, this isn't a camp where they go play in a ball pit at a McDonald's, which In these times, man, is that disgusting in theory, right? Ball pits and shared spaces. (laughs) Regardless of how you feel about it, it was probably, or regardless how you feel about the times we're in right now and the virus, I think the ball pit idea at McDonald's and Chuck E. Cheese and all these places, kind of gross just thinking about it, thinking back on things. I've really done a lot of reflecting on on how disgusting we are as a society. But, yeah, it was a two-day camp that covered skill work drills, three-on-three, a little five-on-five. It it was a basketball camp. It was basically a chance for kids to go in there and say, we could be McDonald's All-Americans, and for talent scouts, recruiters, coaches to evaluate and say, he could be a McDonald's All-American. And so the article is talking about players who really showed out. Oh, send them. Go, go, go. All right, the White Sox have tied things up. I'm no White Sox fan. I'm more of an anti-Houston Astros person. But one of the players that stood out, a guy in the 2020-2022 recruiting class, ranked number 20, already recruited to Kansas, MJ Rice, was reportedly a standout. If you want to hear the article, This is what they said about MJ Rice. Consistently got out in transition. Took direct paths to the basket for open dunks. A full package, if you will, was on display. Influenced games from behind the arc, in the paint, and everywhere in between. So a versatile scorer, if you will. And they said he's got a lot of confidence in his jumper from both intermediate and from long range. So it's exciting. A 6'5", 225-pound player that they describe as one of the strongest and most powerful players in the class. That sounds like a player you want to bring into big 12 play and really get after it. A guy who's confident in his jump shot, who can't be stopped when he goes right. I'm sure he'll be scouted and they'll force him left, but he's big. He's physical. And if this picture is of MJ Rice, I'm looking at on the ESPN page, it's got a good head of hair, which I am more so 
getting more and more jealous of as the years go on. Anyways, something to know. So big-time recruits deciding to, in fact, come visit Kansas, talk to the coaches, and a future recruit, MJ Rice, showing out right now. And he's a kid who still has a full year of high school basketball ahead of him, can still grow, get stronger, this, that. That'll be good. Along with Grady Dick and some maybe potential other players. Good to see. All right. I want to quickly go to the topic of what other coaches and what other programs are thinking about Kansas heading into the season, which, you know, this is, you can get a lot of opinions from different people and different avenues and shape them as you will. And you can let me know how you feel about anything on Twitter at Joe nasty 90 and on Instagram at Jonas N three one Oh, but I think a candid coaches poll, which is what is being reported here and what I'm going to talk about, is as good as it's going to get, right? Like reporters know the game. Reporters talk to coaches, guys like John Rothstein and Andy Katz. They're in there. They have their boots on the ground. They're visiting practices. They're talking to coaches. They're using their eyes. They're using their knowledge. I trust them. And sure, coaches could still have an agenda. But they know. Coaches know. So in the candid coaches poll, which I think is coming out of CBS Sports, but I'm reading this off of 24-7 Sports, they have Kansas preseason fourth with 11% of the coaches picking them actually as the best team in the nation. So the teams ahead of them, two of them may not surprise you. Gonzaga, of course, bringing in a top recruit to join a couple of returnees, such as Drew Timmy, UCLA. Talked about them a good amount here on this program. Not sure I believe in them. I feel like it was a hot streak in March, as opposed to the higher amount of data that we saw during the regular season. And then Texas, UT, 13% of the coaches thinking that they're the best team in the nation, puts them at third in this candid coaches poll. And then, of course, there comes Kansas with 11%. Other schools that you may want to keep an eye on, Purdue, Villanova, Michigan, and Duke. Coach K farewell tour. Don't know if you heard. It's going to be Coach K's last year. If you didn't know that now, you're going to throw up about it by the end of the season. <laughs> so, what were the quotes? Oche Abaji, Jalen Wilson, Remy Martin will be special this year. The coaches say which I find really interesting. That's actually the quote that really stood out to me, to be honest. They go on to say they're always bigger than everyone across the board, well-coached, disciplined, deeper, old, as in like experienced, as you probably figure. Gets guys back. They don't beat themselves. Got a great home court. But I want to go back to that quote of Ochime, Jalen Wilson, and Remy Martin will be special this year. Who knows where this is coming from? It may very well have been from Bill Self. It's a candid coach's interview, right? Anyone can talk about anyone, including their own team. But we know Ochai Abaji now, right? Going into his senior year, and I know he had a full summer of like NBA draft prep, working on his game, trying to show what he's got. 
We know about the unbelievable athleticism, but we know about Ochai Abaji. Came in like a house of fire in his freshman year, the last half of his freshman year. Was able to hit every three-point shot, something that Quentin Grimes could not do. Oops. Went there. And since then, it's been high highs, but there's been some pretty low valleys for Ochai Abaji, right? When he lines up a three-point shot, you don't necessarily have the most, the utmost confidence that it's going to go in for Ochai. And then Jalen Wilson. I've probably beat it into the ground here on this show, but I mean, what a start to life for Jalen Wilson, right? Plays in four games, breaks his ankle, his true freshman year, red shirts, comes back last season, talk about starting like a house on fire, carries Kansas in the first part of the season. Unbelievable. National player of the year contender. That's not even BS. Like the way he was playing, if it had continued throughout the year, you wouldn't have felt so iffy about Kansas by the end of the year. And yes, he was playing that well. But he fell off a cliff. And you sort of know what you're going to get out of Remy Martin. Yes, he has to acclimate. And we're going to, we're going to talk about Remy in just a second. But... The quote is, Ochai Abaji, Jalen Wilson, Remy Martin will be special this year. So that's better sources than myself. Those are people that know, and I very much hope that's the case. Nice hit, Jose Abreu. Heck yeah. Taking the lead. (laughs) Socks are in business. Anyways, keep that in mind. People are thinking very highly. And the best part, and the thing I'm most excited about this roster is versatility. Last year, the biggest issue with Kansas was they were sort of set with with who they had, and there was a real lack of athleticism. And I say that even with Ochai Abaji and David McCormack on the team. But you saw it against USC, right? Was USC a better basketball team? As someone who watched a decent amount of them leading up to that, look, the three-point shooting was an anomaly. It is what it is. But USC could jump out of the gym. They challenged everything at the rim. Yes, Big Dave was compromised. But man, like anytime Kansas even got into the lane, it was getting swatted back and USC was just dunking all over them, right? So KU needed to get bigger. They need to get more versatile. They need to get more athletic. And Bill Self now has those options. And that's what I'm most excited about. If they get great years from Ochai and Jalen, it's a plus. I really hope Ambaji has a great year because I want him to have a great NBA career. He seems like a nice young man, and I hope the best for him. So keep that in mind. People, there are people out there envisioning, quote-unquote, special seasons for Abaji and Wilson and, of course, Remy Martin. Speaking of Remy, I've talked about him a pretty good amount, but there's a lot of chatter. There's a lot of talk coming out about well, Kansas's Kansas's point guard position, how they're going to go about things. There's articles. There are opinion pieces. There are quotes from Bill Self that Dewan Harris could see the same amount of minutes last year and could also take some point guard minutes away from Remy Martin and maybe force Martin to play off of the ball. Now, this stems from Again, on ESPN, some of the big questions of the season 
Can Remy Martin be more facilitator than scorer? Here's the thing. I'm not sure if I want him to be more facilitator than scorer. If I may harp quickly again on a topic that I've touched on a lot before, Kansas basketball is at their best under Bill Self with a scoring point guard. Did it matter that Sharon Collins was more of a scorer than a facilitator? Heck no. It kind of hurt them in 2010 when his scoring lost a little bit of efficiency. And Cole Aldrich lost his grandma and had lung problems and just wasn't as effective either in his junior year. Was it a problem that Frank Mason and Devontae Graham were, I mean, I think it's fair to say score first. Facilitating wasn't their strong suit. No, of course not. Frank Mason won player of the year. (laughs) So, and Devon Dotson, sorry, I totally forgot about Devon Dotson. Was it a problem that Devon Dotson was just running at the basket and no one could stop him and his facilitation was, again, fine, but not a strong suit? God, no. So, I'm not too worried. If Remy Martin's going to come in here and average 17 points, let's say even 19 points a game, don't pass it. Whatever. You're going to be first team all Big 12. The team's going to be good. And if he's creating and if he's getting into the lane and he's drawing defenders, this is an experienced player. I think he'll be able to find open players. If he's drawing a defender, if David McCormack's defender comes to him, I think he can feed the big man. So, The fact that there's chatter and that Bill Self's talking about DeWan Harris, look, it's fine. He gives you something a little bit different. And I mentioned the versatility for Kansas. If they need to calm things down, if Remy Martin, if whoever else is handling the ball, just throwing it all around the arena, yeah, bring in DeWan Harris. Calm things down. Bring in a little bit more ball handling. Cut down the turnovers. Bring in some good defense. It's all good. But I think Remy, sorry, I think Dewan Harris needs to be situational. Because remember, they still have Joseph Yosefu. He's an explosive scorer himself out of Drake or the transfer from Drake. Are they really just going to post Oche Abaji on the three point line? I doubt it. Right? The guy wants to go to the NBA, he wants to showcase what he can do. If anything, whenever Remy Martin's not handling the ball, it'll probably be, you know, Christian Brown. It'll be Ochai Baji. They'll be the ones driving and kicking. And then you'll have Remy Martin standing on the three-point line. He'll be there instead. And I'd rather him taking that three-point shot over Dewan Harris. Goodness gracious, I'd rather have that. <laughs> so I, I don't want to really read too much into it. I think Bill Self still doesn't really know what to expect from this roster. This is really uncharted territory. All these transfers. Like he's used to turnover on a roster, but he's getting a lot of guys coming in who are somewhat already formed and he's got to conform them into what he needs out of Kansas basketball and out of this team. It'll be fascinating. I like what Dewan Harris does. I appreciate the throwback floor general point guard. I'm just not entirely sure it's what Kansas needs for this roster, but we're all going to find out together, right? And that's the beauty of a season. You don't play the, you don't play the season on a spreadsheet. You don't play the season on a roster. It's got to go on the court and Lord knows I'm not in there in practice 
seeing how the team is interacting. Anywho, we've reached the end of our program for today. Thank you for listening again. Not apologies for making you wait till Friday. But again, if you were that worried about it, let me know. On Twitter, at JoeNasty90. Instagram, at JonasN310. Tell me your thoughts, concerns. Let me know what you feel about Kansas's roster. Let me know if you watched Late Night in the Fog and if anything stood out to you. Did that athleticism stand out? Is Kansas more athletic? Is the three-point shooting improved? It's what I'm hoping for, and it's what I think the team needs. Let me know. Anyways, I'll talk to you next week, hopefully on Thursday. Otherwise, have a great weekend. Don't know how it's looking where you're at. Things are starting to get a little chillier and a little bit spookier. Enjoy your pumpkin spice lattes. And until next week, I bid you a pleasant rock chalk. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.